everybody. Welcome to the Spirit of South Park. What a great impersonation. I think that was right on. Holy shit, we just killed your friend. I have nothing against kicking babies. I laughed hysterically the whole way through. I mean, obviously, I, I can't. I, I, I obviously was, I mean, Barbara Streisand. Well, this certainly does suck right here. Welcome back to the Spirit of South Park podcast. I'm your host, Drew. And today we're going to be going over Season 3, Episode 6, Sexual Harassment Panda. And I have with me today our first ever four-time guest, you know him from Starvin' Marvin in season one. He joined us, terrible word to use there, for Conjoined Fetus Lady in season two, and <laughs> Merry Christmas, Charlie Manson, in the end of season two. And you know that laugh. It is Mr. 29.1 himself, Wes. How you doing, Wes? I'm doing well. Who's ready for some low scores today? <laughs> um, I think we I think we all are. However, um, I've recorded, what did I say, six, seven episodes of season three so far. And some of the scores that have come in have been very, very low. You are going to love season three when I finally get it edited. <laughs> um, I do think, however, that this episode might be one that falls on your better side like we might get on the upper half of 30 here um but I, you're a wild card and that's why i always enjoy having you on i'm, I'm glad to hear that because uh, i am not wild in any other part in my life i am the most boring person <laughs> ever but apparently when it comes to south park scoring i am just just crazy so it's you, you have to have your thing and apparently this is your thing and I promise I love the show, everybody. I, I truly do. <laughs> he listens to it at least once a year. He he guests <laughs> on it more than he listens. Um, and he still has a pile of play-along scores that he's going to share with me one of these days. Now, you know what I did? I, I listened to every episode when you guys were getting started. I wanted to give you a good boost. Yep. And now you guys are super popular. And <laughs> you don't need me to listen to every episode. And so I am, I am way behind, but I did learn the one and a quarter, one and a half speed for podcasts. That is changing my life. I just started doing that a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, oh yeah, where, where's this been my whole life? Well, it's, you, it's been on my phone the whole time. <laughs> you know, people have said that and recommended that to me and I've never been brave enough to do it. Um, one and a quarter might be the way to go. Cause I, I, am afraid that if I. If I speed it up too much, it's going to just mess with me and I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> um, but I, it's been summer. I have a lot more free time in the summer. And I listen to a lot more podcasts, you know, mowing the lawn and whatever else. Right. I hit moments where I'm just like, well, now what do I listen to? I've listened to everything I want to. And so it does it does throw me off. But maybe maybe I'll break that out here in the fall. Yeah. And I, I listen one and a quarter for some people. And... I think I put you on one and a half because that must mean you speak slowly. <laughs> you just can't wait to get it over with. You're like, I'm a slow oh. talker. I'm from Illinois. <laughs> like, oh, this is a, a one hour podcast on a 20 minute episode of South Park. Yeah, let's bump this one up. <laughs> or if you listen to my other podcast, Nothing of Value, it's like, oh, two hours about dinosaurs and chicken nuggets. Let's fix this. Right. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, Wes is here, and we're excited Wes is here. 
Uh, announcements for the pod. As always, you can support the pod, and this is where I give a shout-out to our one supporter, our $0.99 cent a month supporter, Pat Martin. I appreciate that, Pat. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can go over to our Anchor page and put a little monthly donation in there if you'd like. Uh, here in just a few more hundred months, Pat might be able to buy me a new microphone. Wow. <laughs> just think of what you can do. I feel like every time I read that, I feel like I'm on PBS. Your donation. If anyone um, hears this podcast and then, then decides to donate, I will match it Ooh. up to up to a uh, dollar a month. Okay. So I will, I will basically match what, what Pat's doing. But only if someone says, hey, I heard the West podcast and heard his matching offer, I will, so I will match it up to... <laughs> A dollar a month. And I don't know how many months, but at least a year's worth for sure. He'll pay for that free sticker you sent me. Yeah, right? Look for that in December when this podcast finally actually gets edited. <laughs> I say that jokingly, but that might actually be where this one comes through. Uh, for record, it's August 21st, and I'll probably edit this part out, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> listener comments. I have no new listener comments. Uh, Wes kind of gave some comments there about how much... Um, he's been listening, following along, um, but more than anything, I would rather have Wes's support on the pod. So that's what matters. Uh, we've had a few more listeners kind of pick up and interact with us on Twitter, join the discord here lately, which is really cool. Um, I appreciate that. I do, as I was telling Wes, I do feel bad that I'm not able to get more content out more quickly. Um, but it's a slow moving ship and we'll get where we're going someday. Uh, loose ends here. Let's discuss season three just briefly, Wes. What in your memory stands out about season three of South Park? Yeah, so I was, I was looking through the entire season, and when it kind of starts out rain, with the rainforest, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. And then as I kind of go through, um, I remember not liking Succubus, not liking Chekhovasaurus. <laughs> um, Tweak, Tweak versus Craig, I remember liking. Now, th this is... This is not after a contemporary, or I haven't watched these recently, but this is yeah. what my memory is saying. And I remember, um, I remember the two two guys naked in a hot tub, um, Jubilee. <laughs> I, so I remember a lot of them, but a couple I don't. The one I sure. remember most is um, <laughs> Worldwide Recorder Concert, uh, yes. because I, I reference the Brown Note pretty regularly, and at least a few times a year. And so that is that is a great one. I probably should have uh, called dibs on that one instead of the one I did call dibs on. But but I called dibs on sexual harassment panda because I was like, oh, I remember that one for sure. You know, yes, it, it's a it's a very memorable premise um, and the end character, the, the panda. If I remember correctly, you were slow to call dibs on an episode, too, because I think you were like, ah, I can do a lot of them. Just, you know, let everybody else pick and then I'll go. And it sounds like you might be having some regrets about that now. Well, I, I probably wouldn't want to wait all the way till Worldwide Record Recorder Concert. Yeah. Also, yeah. I never knew that was the title of it, even until today, probably. I would have probably thought it was called The Brown Note. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you're like me, you would have thought it was called The Brown Note. Yep. Because that's what I call Or Brown Noise or Brown Note. I don't even Ooh. Brown, the brown noise, the brown note. I'm pretty sure it's know. brown note, but yeah. it could actually be noise too. We'll discover that here in 12 episodes, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's some some very good memories here. Season three, there's been a lot so far. I've not remembered 
Um, and it's been good to kind of dust that off. And that really actually kind of connects to where we're at today with this episode. There were a lot of things I did remember um, mm-hmm. about this episode. And at the same time, there was one of my all-time favorite South Park bits in this episode, and I didn't even realize it. Uh, but we'll really? tease that. Yes, yeah. we'll tease that and uh, get into it. sufficiently teased me. <laughs> um, I'm going to let that go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into the blog preview. Um, I still write my blogs. I don't actually post them to the website. I need to fix that. Wow. I've been doing it on... Okay. Yeah, I've been doing it on Google and just making a one big file and writing up all my notes and everything. It's more efficient for the show, um, mm-hmm. but I need to take some time and take care of the blog. But in my blog, I wrote Sexual Harassment Panda, aired originally July 7th, 1999. So a little over 23 years ago. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's depressing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is an episode that I feel I remember fairly well. The song... The panda, the song. Okay, that's actually all I remember, but I expect the rest of it to come back pretty quickly. I do expect this episode to rank highly in relevance and irreverence. I also remember the first I ever heard of the episode was a kid coming to school shortly after it aired and singing the sexual harassment panda song in front of the class, and most of us were very confused. Uh, He was kind of a weird kid that did things for attention anyway. (laughs) And... (laughs) um, I still remember him to this day standing in front of the classroom singing the sexual harassment panda song that I didn't quite figure out until a year or so later. Uh, This is the first episode to air after South Park Bigger Longer Uncut came out. Uh, Somewhere Matt and Trey are quoted with saying they have little memory of making this episode because of the fact of the movie had just released. Wikipedia says that, but I don't necessarily buy it. I buy it. You do? I can. Yeah, (laughs) And that's what... I don't necessarily know how production of the movie would work versus production of the show. I know how quickly they released the show. Right, yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about that, but I do buy it, actually. Okay, good. And I'll tell but you I, why. Okay. Also of note, the panda and Santa supposedly have the same voice. Um, I think it's Trey that voices the character, and they supposedly have the same one. Um, obviously, the panda is a little more muffled because he's in a costume, so... That's what I've got in my preview. If you are playing at home, which, judging by the number of play-along scores I've received lately, no one is, um, but I'm committed to the bit. So go ahead and pause now. Score. Please send it to me on Discord or Twitter. I'm getting desperate here, people. Um, And uh, pick up after the pause, and Wes and I are going to review the plot. Okay, Wes, you worked hard on this plot review. Get us started. So I'm not sure any any episode jumps right into it as quickly as this one. It it pretty yeah. much opens up right in the classroom with the kids, and uh, Mr. Garrison's like, "All right, uh, we're bringing in a PD, the sexual harassment panda, to talk about current events of sexual harassment going on." Like it just there's no preamble, there's no anything. Yeah, that's at the bus stop. They just jump right in. Yep, you're in um, the classroom. Here's the panda. Let's go. Yeah, so like 30 seconds in is the panda with his little song, 
And I will say, I never knew all the lyrics. I just kind of, <laughs> but, 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 sexual harassment, panda. And, <laughs> and, and so I, I did have, the, and I never can understand lyrics, but I had the sure. captions on. And yep. so I, uh, we can do the lyrics whenever. I did actually have the, the captions on as well. So we've brought it up. Let's go ahead and talk about it now. Who lives in the East? Neath the willow tree, sexual harassment panda. <laughs> Who explains sexual harassment to you and me? Sexual harassment panda. Don't say that. Don't touch there. Don't be nasty, says the silly bear. He's going to tell you what's right and wrong. Sexual harassment panda. So that is the, the lyrics. That was that was fantastic. That that ranks right up there behind Gilbert Gottfried reading uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. That's like Gilbert, and then you. That's that's where that falls. That I, I have never seen that, but I did remember SNL did a skit with Danny DeVito. He was he was reading a Playboy, like he was just describing the pictures. Oh, this one is I, hot. I've I've never seen that, but I need to see that. I will. It's the will same idea, clip. just like. Yeah, you know, verbalizing something that's not normally verbalized. Yeah, the, the Gilbert thing's definitely out there. I can't remember who put it out or why they put it out, and I don't know if it was actually the whole book, but it was at least a little clip, and it was hilarious. <laughs> All right, so back on track here. Yeah, so so the panda comes in. He's uh, really big into teaching kids about sexual harassment and teaching them the what you can't do and things like that. And uh, of course, he he brings in the. Uh, uh, the phrase that makes me a sad panda. Yes, um, and 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 we'll, we'll get into that more. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and they kind of after he kind of explains a few things, he they cut to him uh, reading a very detailed booklet um, of all the things you can and can't do, and it's like section was it Article Thirty Six, Section Nineteen. Yes. <laughs> And uh, so he's, he's going through the whole thing. And, and as he's doing it, uh, Stan calls Cartman an ass sucker. And Cartman mm -hmm. uh, puts two and two together and says, wait a minute. <laughs> That's sexual <laughs> harassment and I can sue you. Uh, and hilarity ensues. But don't worry, I did write more. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole episode. Uh, Cartman wins his case against Stan, gets half of Stan's stuff. Stan's defense was, I'm eight. <laughs> What's your defense? Right? I'm eight? Right? Which I thought was a pretty strong defense. The other key yeah. note here is Gerald Broflovsky is Cartman's lawyer. And yes. Kyle is sitting beside Stan in court. And when his dad walks in, he's like, Dad? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much a reveal uh, at that yes. point. Yes. So Cartman's thrilled to get half of Stan's stuff. Uh, he, he, he's kind of going through Stan's room. He's like, oh, I'll take that. I'll take that, you know. But as he's doing that, Kyle's dad, who, you know, represented Stan, kind of realizing he could probably get a lot more, lot more money. So Yeah, he was, he was given the choice of payment between <laughs> the green choo-choo or the squishy football. Yeah, which would you choose? <laughs> squishy football. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's pretty easy. I've never been big on the train thing, like a lot of the kids are. Yeah, my first thought was if I had the train, I'd give it to my kid. But I, yeah. if I'm going for me, I want the football. <laughs> so uh, Kyle's dad says they need to school, need to sue the school, so they can get millions of dollars because the school has a lot more money. So Kyle, I think, then confronts his dad to talk about that, and 
Mr. Broflovsky kind of tries to put his son at ease saying, no, this is how they do it. This is like a real like touching moment music to it. But he's yes. just kind of being a dirty scumbag lawyer. Let's see. Then they, we go to school and the kids don't have any desks and all the posters are off the wall and they don't <laughs> it's have a very any bare classroom. Yeah. The, the, the real bit is uh, writing on a chalkboard with a rusty nail. And, <laughs> and then the students decide that they're all going to sue the school to make millions of dollars. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's when they cut away to the Kyle's dad commercial. Yes, that he will help you sue. It was a catchy little commercial. It was a great commercial. I didn't take a lot of notes on it, but I love it. And I also love how it's Kyle's dad. Just yes. call me Kyle's dad, you know. <laughs> right. And the, the, the boy on the yacht, you know, the little boy on the yacht who... He's reading for, it looks like, here it sounds like he's reading from cue cards very poorly. and Right. Yeah, it's it's a great. Well, I thought it, I thought it was awfully ironic in that moment, too, that um, he's on the yacht and he's sitting there talking about how great it is that he won this money and he's surrounded by beautiful women. And it's like, wait, are, isn't this episode about sexual harassment? Like, <laughs> that could have taken an odd turn there, but it didn't. And, and also, I think, I, I didn't write all these down either, but... Um, the part where Kyle's dad's on the commercial and he said, have you been called a this, a this, or a butt face? Face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That did that made me chuckle. The commercial as a whole really was was a, a part I really enjoyed. I agree. So the school board has to make a, even more cuts. Um, and at that point, they uh, are making financial cuts, including the services of sexual harassment panda. And he's very sad and... and uh, I don't remember his real name, but they they bring Tom him in Morris. Tom Morris. Yes, <laughs> so they call him Tom Morris, and he just doesn't even reply to it. And who? Yeah. So <laughs> so more suing of the school for millions of dollars. Everybody's suing. Everybody is represented by Kyle's dad. Um, he's getting a bigger and bigger house. The, the Brofloskis are getting a bigger and bigger house the whole time. Um, <laughs> I think the next scene is. Kyle's dad is at the school with all the students. Mr. Garrison's yes. asking them questions, and and Kyle's dad whispers in their ears, "You know, you don't you don't have to answer that." <laughs> right. Clyde, I, I believe, says he can't answer that in, in fear that it may incinerate him. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, incriminate. <laughs> uh, incriminate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and he even does it to uh, Mr. Garrison, who's also in on the the suing frenzy. Yes, that was a nice twist in that scene when Gerald goes from um, counseling the kids and what to say, and then he goes up and gets in Garrison's ear, and he's telling him what he should and shouldn't say. So just to sidebar here, is is Mr. Brofloski the only lawyer in town? Ooh. I'm trying to remember. I feel both. like with Sh- with Chef Aid, they brought a lawyer from out of town. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we've definitely, I think, seen some out-of-town lawyers. but um, Yeah. Might yeah, be. South South Park being so small, maybe he is the the main primary lawyer, and that's all they have to go to. You know, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. From there, I think the kids head over and talk to Chef. You know, as they always do when they have problems, they you know they're in the lunch line. They talk to Chef, and this scene is is not the only scene for me that kind of felt uh, fell flat. Is the way I would describe it. Yeah. They're just kind of like, hey, everyone's everything's going bad because everyone's suing the school and we don't have any money. And chef is just like, Oh, well that's, that sucks. All we have is lumpy potatoes. See you later. Yes. 
I was just going to say Cartman kind of gets upset because all they have is lumpy potatoes. He's overly upset about lumpy potatoes. Like, yeah. But it's Cartman. Like, that's that's the point where you finally start to see Cartman take the idea of all this being bad seriously is when all he can get <laughs> at lunch is lumpy potatoes. That, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> that Maybe that was the turning point, actually. I think that was the purpose of that scene was to show this okay. was the turning point for Cartman. For that's Cartman. how I looked at it. See, this is why I, I do need a second set of eyes or people to talk me <laughs> talk me into things. So I have my scores, but until uh, until they get punched into the spreadsheet, you can always talk me into higher scores or lower scores. Well, <laughs> you know, it's going to be higher. You're going to have to talk me into. From there, they, uh, the school board makes even more cuts, which at that point, I don't even know what more cuts they can make. Um <laughs> I think they were talking the, about getting rid of counseling and nutrition services altogether. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Counseling, does that mean Mr. Mackey would lose his right? job? Right, that's what I was thinking. And then he'd uh, be on the streets and he'd use drugs. Yes, we'd go right yeah. back down that. Man, yeah. <laughs> and then they, they cut away to sexual harassment panda trying to get a regular job. <laughs> he, he's at the job interview. And, and he, needless to say, he didn't, he didn't land the job. Um, unfortunately, I kind of enjoyed that scene. Just I did. The interviewer then suggests that he goes to the island of misfit mascots because that would be the best place for him. Sidebar: um, Have you seen? I guess it's Step Brothers when they go and try to get a job together. Oh, I don't remember that. So yeah, it's a Will Ferrell movie, and uh-huh. uh, I figured you've seen all the Will Ferrell movies. I that's one that for some reason I've watched like maybe once or like even half a time. Everybody talks about it and I've just yeah. never been in a position to watch it. As you say, that whole time we were locked in our house and couldn't go anywhere for like three months. I didn't have time to watch it. So <laughs> if you didn't watch it, then you may never watch it. <laughs> that's how I feel about a lot of things I didn't do during that time. Yeah, you did start a podcast, though. So congratulations. I did. I did. And that's still going. <laughs> It is. That's an accomplishment. <laughs> for for whatever reason, the sexual harassment panda trying to get a regular job really reminded me of the, the two primary characters in Step Brothers going to get a job together. They um, and they they also wore like tuxedos, <laughs> and they're they're interviewing in front of Seth Rogen or character played by Seth Rogen. Yeah. So maybe it's the black and white sitting in front of an interview trying to look uh-huh. serious. But also just totally absurd. That, that scene just totally reminded me of that movie. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really good scene in Step Brothers too because Seth Rogen. So the the two Step Brothers are trying not to get a job, so they're just trying to be as absurd as possible. Yeah. And Seth Rogen is like, you know what? I'm gonna hire you guys. You guys are seem quirky. You're funny. You have curly hair like me. Uh, this is <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hire you. And then. And then one of the brothers like lets out a tremendous fart so they don't get hired. And Seth is like, you know what? Maybe I won't hire you. So. You ruined it. I've only had like 15 years to watch that movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, he farts <laughs> in the middle of the interview. You know, the rest of the movie is very high class. Yeah, I'm sure. The lawsuits are really escalating at this point. And it's, it's gotten to the point where they're having the case of everyone versus everyone. And you... <laughs> Of course, know that Kyle's dad is representing everyone and everyone. So, either way, um, he's going to get some money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, then it um, from there it goes to the uh, a scene in a bar 
like a little country bar or something where the panda is drowning his sorrows in scotch. <laughs> yes. It's actually Skeeter's Bar, but it's not known as Skeeter's Bar within the ah. South Park universe at this point in time yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I, I didn't take close a close enough look. Is the panda able to drink his drink? Ooh, I did I, not I notice. I, I kind of was like looking down, looking up, looking it down, looking up. Yeah. And that's and the I problem with this. If, like, if you're writing notes, you miss a lot of that. You know, does he just kind of drink and it gets all up in the, you know, material of the costume? Kind of there? I don't he, know. Is there a mouth hole? That's a good question. Anyway, um, so he's at the bar drowning his sorrows in scotch. A couple rednecks don't take kindly to him. <laughs> Bartender tries to tell, you know, Skeeter to just calm down. He's not um, hurting anybody. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so there's there's that whole scene there. And, uh, uh, and it, it, they kind of go a couple rounds there with the same kind of, he's not hurting nobody, that, that whole thing. Yes. And there, there's another scene with Kyle and his dad in their ever-growing house. And at this point, it's like 10 stories high. <laughs> but it's always the same color and looks yeah. the exact same format. It just gets taller, maybe a little and bit I, wider. And I think they they still, you know, have a neighbor's house that's still just the normal tiny little house that we <laughs> always see. It's right. just his house has just grown exponentially. So, yeah, I, always quality you know, not graphics, but uh, animation. Animation. Thank yep. you for on this show. So, so you know, Kyle's dad is justifying it to to Kyle. Um, eventually, the boys hunt down the sexual harassment panda at the island of uh, misfit mascots. <laughs> is it island or? Yes, I believe it's the island of misfit yeah. mascots. That's what I have. And in that's my notes. and that's obviously a homage or reference to that old uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yes. The claymation one that we probably all saw as kids. And if yep. you have kids, hopefully they're still watching that, right? I would think so. Yeah. They have the Island of Misfit Toys. Same thing I was thinking. Yeah. And it, in a, I think the Wikipedia article says, you know, that's a, a direct parody or direct reference to it. So, yeah. So they the kids hunt him down. Um, they talk to him. Well, do you want to talk about? Do you, did you write down some of the characters we saw there at the? Yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, into that when we get into house? secondary characters. Cool, cool. So basically, the kids talk him, and he the panda becomes uh, Petey, the don't sue people panda. It was a speech, kind of co-delivered by Span, Span, Stan <laughs> and Kyle that uh, that got him to turn around. Um, it was a very very touching moment. Oh, it, did you cry a little bit? A little bit. I got over it though. You know, Stan and Kyle, they're always kind of paired up. Have have we done the, you know, couple name? You know, like Jennifer Ooh, yeah. and Ben. Benifer, is it hmm. st- style? I guess. I, I think it would have to easy? be style. Can. Cayenne. <laughs> Ky- 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 I mean, I don't know, I don't know if, if there's one that yeah. works there. Um, yeah. Marshlovsky. I mean, you can go last name. Yeah. That might be the Marsh- best way yeah. to go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Marshlovsky. <laughs> that would be a nightmare one. to fill in on a, uh, a standardized test. I did in the see, um, speaking of Brofflovsky, which I have no idea how to spell, but I was looking through some of the like, trivia or goofs or whatever on this episode, and apparently on the newscasts when they talk about the, the lawsuits and everything, um, Brofflovsky is misspelled, apparently. It is. It is. I actually yeah. noticed that, but I didn't I didn't uh, wow. make note of it, but it did catch my eye. 
That's good. I I just kind of looked at it and there's a whole lot of vowels and a couple consonants it's, and thought it's oh, long that last seems name. good. <laughs> Looks good to me. Close enough. Starts yeah. with a B, ends with a ski. We're good. Right. Yeah. So they've uh, convinced the panda to become PD. They don't sue people, panda. And then he goes on and convinces everyone in the court that suing is bad, or at least suing the school is bad, and everyone loses in those cases. And uh, basically, the case is dismissed, and that kind of ends everything. There is and a then... brief moment there where everybody decides, unless I'm stepping on your feet here. No, no. Where everybody decides they're going to sue Gerald because he was the one that caused all this. Right, And then yes. Gerald has to get up and give an impassioned speech about why we should just stop suing everybody and not even sue him. And that's kind of where things end. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the panda gives a short monologue at the very end about frivolous sexual harassment lawsuits. Yes. Um, and how they're they're bad, especially against schools. So, and that's the, that's the end. It's a little the monologue at the end. Boom. Credits. So, yeah, that's the plot summary. What were your overall reactions to this episode, Wes? I was disappointed in it. I thought oh. this was going to be an episode I really enjoyed. <laughs> so many of the jokes fell flat for me, like flat, oh, really man. flat. I uh, thought I thought yeah. this would be one that would be right up your alley. I'm kind of surprised. Me too. That's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> next time, okay, next time I'm going to pick an episode that I remember disliking. Okay. And see, so because I keep picking ones that I think I remembered. And yep. you know what? Maybe this is a difference between 19, 20 year old Wes and really old 40 something Wes, you know? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah. when you, you guest appeared on Merry Christmas, Charlie Manson, you had never seen that episode. And that might be right. the highest one you've scored. I think it was. Yeah. So I, there I... might be something to that. Yeah. Did I score higher than you on that? Is that oh, I think possible? I think so by by quite a bit. I know you my didn't scores. Like it. So, on Merry Christmas, Charlie Manson, Wes came in with a thirty-seven point four, a thirty-seven. Wes over a thirty-five. <laughs> um, I came in with a thirty-four point nine. So good episode. Um, you were still two and a half points ahead of me though, which is surprising. Right. Exactly. So maybe there is something to the episodes I'm if... most familiar with. The I, I just don't like him as much 20-whatever years later. <laughs> if I break you huh. in again for season three, I'll make sure it's an episode you're not familiar with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though the brown noise is hilarious. I, yes. I will have, I'm curious who uh, who comes on for the brown noise. Well, that's that, not the episode name. What is the episode name? It's uh, uh, World Worldwide Re Recorder Re Recorder, Concert. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe my cousin Jason is coming on for that one because that's one that he and I... I think watched together way back in like 2000. So nice. That'll be good. Yes. <laughs> um, so my reactions to this episode is <laughs> it's one of the highest scoring episodes I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like I, I went through and I think, I think it's mostly because it caters mostly to the scoring system and there's a lot of nostalgia involved for me. Um, I mentioned that there was one gag that happens in this episode that's been one of my all-time favorites. And, and um, I still don't know what that is, which it is. We'll, we'll reveal soon enough, yeah, so keep listening. Please, please. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and we've we've established our positions here, so let's go ahead and get into the character scores. 
So I'll say, I do want to say one other yeah. thing, because this, I, I, for lack of a better term, buried the lead or whatever. <laughs> um, the term or the phrase sad panda is yes. in our country's lexicon to this oh, day. Absolutely. From, from this episode. That is it, huge. Yeah. If, and that's. If, I don't. I mean, should that should I just give like a perfect score for my, you know, relevance? relevance or, or i mean we're know. not we're not too relevant yet and we will discuss that but i did <laughs> okay i mean this is like, this is where I, I recognize that and i actually yeah. gave pretty high scores for wes for yeah. relevance and irreverence because um, yeah. those were usually pretty low for me because i i just struggle with those well, who am i kidding they're all the scores i give are low but um every category <laughs> but yeah this is a set you might be able to say like hey man this is this is humongous on its own. If even if all the jokes did fall flat, yeah, this should get a perfect relevance score for that. Yep. So yeah, and let's let's get into it. But uh, I, it, I, I think it's it, huge. I think the episode caters definitely to our our scoring system. Um, but yes, we will absolutely get to that. Let's talk about characters. The scoring system. Our scoring system is split into two parts. First, the character score. We have the core four characters, Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny. Each character can earn a total of up to three points per episode. The maximum score for the core four per episode is 12 points. We also grade the secondary characters. The secondary characters are characters who are not considered to be part of the core four, and they can earn up to 10 points per episode. The second part of our scoring system is the episode score. The episode score has three five-point categories, relevance, irreverence, and laugh score. The relevance score is based on how relevant the episode is, both now and the time that the episode was made. The irreverence score is based on how the episode disrespects or parodies topics that are generally taken seriously. The laugh score is another five-point category that reflects how much the episode made us laugh as we watched it. We also have the personal score, which is our own subjective score on how we felt about the episode. That category is worth seven points. Finally, we have the SP factor, which is worth one point because 45 is a much better number than 44. It is basically the extra point of our scoring system. And actually, I'll have you lead off with Stan. Let's talk about Stan. Sure. Um, I gave him a, for me, strong 2.2 out of three, right? Yep. Um, He was definitely a, a, you know, primary in the the episode um sometimes you know one character or multiple characters really take a back seat and so they're not even present um you know he's 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 got a major role here and yeah um, he didn't have a ton of great lines or anything like that uh that just you know threw me off but he doesn't usually have a ton of hilarious lines that's not necessarily his role right um two two point two for me is pretty decent um He's, I'm probably never going to give Stan a three ever. I mean, I can't think of any episode <laughs> where I'm just like, oh, no, Stan was hilarious. Stan was great. You there's know, he, there's probably some out there, but it's it's rare. Maybe um, um, when, maybe one of the times when he's falling in love with Wendy. Those those are yeah. those are pretty heavy Stan episodes too. Yeah, so possibly. I agree. I um, I was just looking at my other sheet here, and I did notice I have an episode where Stan has a three, 
but it's one where the characters are imbalanced, like the core four doesn't show up, so I had to change the scoring system. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some so of that, that this this season where they don't have all the characters, I think. Yes, so, and that's yeah. actually coming up after this episode. There's going right, to be a right. huge imbalance there, but uh, we'll talk yeah. about that later. So Stan, <clears throat> Stan to me is a absolute key point in this episode because he sexually harasses Cartman at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And the humor in that, you know, that he calls him an ass sucker, which is just <laughs> common communication for these kids. Right. And that's what gets things going here and gets kind of the whole premise of the episode set. So that was important. Uh, Stan does stay vocal throughout the entire episode. Uh, different speaking parts, him in court, you know. You can't say he was the focal point, but you can say he was just as involved as anyone. And I honestly don't know if you can pick out one character in this episode and say they're the focal point. Maybe it's the sexual harassment panda is the most prevalent character. Right. right. But yeah, so Stan's Stan's there. He's very involved. Um, he he does, you know, to me, nothing he did took away from the episode. Um, and at the end, you know, he kind of comes in and finishes strong by he's the one who delivers the speech to convince Petey. That's the name of the sexual <laughs> harassment panda um, right. to rebrand to the don't sue people panda. Um, and so I gave Stan a lot of credit for that. I liked his role. I gave him a 2.7. Okay, there you go. That's and, a good job pointing out he was the one that gave the impassioned speech at the end or, or what have you, because sometimes I lose track of who, who does that. You know, yes. Kyle, it's usually Kyle or Stan. Well, it's, it's so easy to confuse them, and I will sit there and I will rewind and go, okay, who did what here? Because I have to know who to give credit to when it comes time to score. Yes. So yeah. what did Kyle do in this episode? So it seemed like he mostly was there to just talk to his dad and have his dad give him the whole, oh, the reason we do this is because of such and such. And the Democrats passed laws that allowed you to sexual uh, sue for sexual harassment. And that's just mm-hmm. the way it is. And having a big house is good. And he just kind of like is there mostly for those scenes with his dad, I think, which which. Right didn't really do much for me those scenes they were they were pretty and also a little repetitive because i know they do it at least twice maybe even three times yeah where he kind of i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure there's just two okay and his dad kind of gets down on a knee and says well kyle you see the reason is yeah and it just didn't kind of just kind of didn't hit home especially the second time i was like oh okay kind of same bit more or less yeah and see, I, I enjoyed how they basically, in my mind, were taking shots at every 90s sitcom yeah, by doing yeah. that. Yeah, um, very, very uh, full house. Yes, yes. I was thinking uh, Tim Allen in uh, oh, yeah, that show was, sure. Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I had Kyle's, you know, main main part of the episode as being concerned with the morality of suing the school and using taxpayer money. Um, and he has those talks with his dad. He keeps trying to stop his dad. And the, my favorite part of that, I wish I had taken it down because I, I assumed you would have this quote. I'm kind of surprised you don't. Um, but but at some point when uh, Gerald explains something about uh, the laws and suing and Kyle goes, well, isn't that fascism? And Gerald goes, no. And he's like, well, why not? He's like, because we don't call it that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
No, I didn't write it down. It goes by kind of quick, and I'm like, it wait, does. what? <laughs> they they slide it right in there, and and it it I got a good chuckle out of it. So all that being said, what was your score for Kyle? I gave him a one point seven, so above half. That's pretty good for me, above, right? Above half for Wes. That's. <laughs> That's an A. I didn't think there was a huge difference between Stan and Kyle in this episode. Oh, I really did. I, I mean, I feel like Stan pushed the episode forward with a lot. Yeah. And then Kyle, I, Kyle wasn't, he was not pushing it for me. Stan was more directly involved where Kyle was, he was more subtly involved. You know, I, I come back to him being um, concerned he, with the morality of everything and I mean, yeah. that's that's Kyle's typical role, but it was evident that that's what he was doing in the episode because there were the two scenes with his dad. There was uh, he's the one when they uh, they go talk to PD on uh, the island of misfit mascots. He tells him he's like, dude, you're just a person in a costume. And like everybody at the <laughs> at the mascot retreats, just like, what did you say? And what's the worm? I can't remember <laughs> his name off the top of my head. Willie, the don't stare directly into the sun worm. Yep. Is like, uh, <laughs> it's like, I'm a worm. And the best part is he's got a tail. There's another person that's his tail. Yes, anyway. yes. <laughs> I didn't write that down. When I watched it the first time, I was like, do not forget that part. And of course, I forgot that part. We'll get to it. We'll get to yes, it. Yeah. Yes, we're going to talk on that forever, I think. Um, but I thought, I thought his role was subtle, but I still thought it was important. I thought it was good. I gave Kyle a 2.5. And what did you give Stan? A 2.5? Seven? 2.7, yep. Okay, so Kyle just a little behind. Okay. Yep. Uh, how about Cartman? You went from little behind to big behind. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll just say right now, I gave him a two. He okay. made me chuckle a little bit, but he wasn't, he wasn't off the wall. He, Car Cartman usually really pushes the envelope and yep. is terrible and dirty and obscene and all this. And he was just like... He was just in it to like steal some toys, and that was it was like okay, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and I do give him credit for uh, actually for once listening in class and putting two and two together to <laughs> be like, wait a minute, this I just learned me. what sexual harassment is. Yes. Uh, so he's not he wasn't as dumb as usual. He he actually figured something out right off the bat. So right. Um, but I gave him a two because he did not. He was not full of tons of jokes, and yeah. he was—he wasn't the center of the episode necessarily for most of the time either. Which um, usually, usually, a lot of times he is, or at least for the comedic portions. Yeah, in my notes, I put that he started off the episode really strong. He was in like the first seven minutes of it. He was in every yeah. part of it, yep. from in the classroom to arguing with Stan. Um, at the very beginning. When I think Mr. Garrison asked the class if they know what sexual harassment is, Cartman <laughs> gives an explanation, and I don't have it word for word, but it's along the lines of when you're making intercourse with your lady friend and a dude walks up behind you and touches your balls, that's sexual harassment. <laughs> it's along those yes. lines. Yeah, yeah. Pretty close. <laughs> and that was... Garrison, I think, was like, no, not that. And I was like... I was surprised Garrison gave that reply. I thought he might be like, that's an excellent point, Cartman. <laughs> right, right. You would th think that would go a different direction there, but it didn't. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that got that got Car Cartman off to a very strong start. The whole idea of suing Stan and, you know, just, you know, he was kind of part of that, too, that got everything rolling in motion for the episode. And then the scene where he's taking all of Stan's toys 
or his 50% of Stan's stuff. He's like, Stan, do you like this uh, remote control car here? And he's like, yeah, that's my favorite toy. He's like, good, I'll take it. And then he, I don't even remember what the other thing was. He's like, do you like this toy? And he's like, no, I hate it. He goes, good, then you won't miss it. And he takes it too. <laughs> that, now that wasn't your favorite bit, was it? That no, you were teasing? no. Okay, no. good. Because that, my, it really fell flat for me because it was kind of like, it's kind of like a canned bit, like, oh, the, do this. And then, oh, flip the reverse psychology on you. Oh, you can't fool me. The part right. I enjoyed was at the end, which you're probably going to mention, is when when he, he uh, takes his asthma inhaler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did enjoy that as well. And I, I want to jump in on that scene because we didn't mention it in the plot summary. I, for whatever reason, I really enjoyed the bailiff being there, even though he doesn't say anything. He's right. there to collect all the things. He might now, have said a little. He did he, say something to Kyle's dad. Yeah, he's the one that offers Kyle's dad the uh, choice of the green choo-choo or the squishy football. <laughs> squishy, right. So, but for whatever reason, I really enjoyed the bailiff there. You know, he's 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 bald. He, he kind of looks kind of unhappy in his job. He's collecting toys for a, an eight-year-old, and uh, he, he played the stereotype <laughs> very well. Yeah, yeah, and I think he <laughs> I think he kind of gave the asthma inhaler a little little squeeze when it went yeah. and that's when yep. Carton was like oh i'll take that too <laughs> <laughs> yes so yeah limited involvement but still i thought good um and because of the the sexual harassment explanation and the involvement with the lawsuit at the beginning i gave cartman a 2.5 okay okay higher than me <laughs> As usual, let's see where we stand on Kenny here. Uh, do you want to summarize Kenny's death? Yeah, so uh, hopefully I get this correct here because I didn't write it all out in detail. But when they're <laughs> at the Island of Misfit um, mascots, they um, one of them is, I believe, Jimmy, the don't hold on to large magnet while <laughs> someone else uses a fan falcon a, a giant metal fan i believe a giant that. metal fan so yes. right thereafter they give kenny i guess a magnet or he's holding a magnet and they turn on a fan and kenny gets sucked in and <laughs> dies and that's the end of kenny yes uh other than that did kenny say anything in the entire episode not that i know of <laughs> not that i could remember there was maybe only one or two other places he even showed up within the episode yeah, I mean, he, he might have been there with the class, like, laughing. That's about it. That was it. So, really, you're scoring Kenny based on his death. <laughs> and that happens sometimes. But I, I gave him a point four. A point. Be, and probably point three of that point four is uh, <laughs> Jimmy the Falcon. We'll just call yeah. him Jimmy the, the Magnet Falcon. And I, I really like Kenny. I, I love when Kenny has a larger role. Yeah, um, Kenny and his family has larger roles, but uh, all too often he he kind of gets uh, gets very few lines or his version of lines. So <clears throat> I was yeah. disappointed in that too. So I gave him a point four, but I mean I could have given him a point two, but I was trying to <laughs> trying to be respectful. And personally, I thought it was one of the more creative deaths. <laughs> yeah, um, because I feel like a lot of times he just becomes an afterthought of oh we still have to kill Kenny. What could we do? And it's something that just kind of gets thrown in at the end or it fits the plot really well. This just kind of came out of left field. Yeah, didn't see this coming. <laughs> as soon as the scene starts with the Falcon and he goes over and turns on the fan, like you, you know what's going on <laughs> and you know it's yeah. going to happen. But it's, it still made me laugh a lot, like way more than it should have. Um, and so I gave Kenny a 1.9 for wow. okay. one lasting okay. so long throughout the episode 
to the way he he was taken out because it was and he is as i'm sure we've said somewhat of a curve he's not going to have he's not going to drive the plot 90 that percent of the time so if stan kyle or cartman did that they'd get like a 0.5 from me (laughs) (laughs) right right All right, so secondary characters. Did you make a list? Yeah, I have some of them. I'm okay. sure I missed some. Let me let me go through the long list here that I have, and if I miss anything, you can add in, okay? Sure, sure. We've got Mr. Garrison, mm-hmm. Petey the Sexual Harassment Panda, <laughs> Gerald Broflovsky, Judge Julie, obviously a play on Judge Judy, right? Um, the, the Bailiff, Principal Victoria, Tom Morris, um, Clyde, <laughs> uh, Chef... The newscaster, uh, the interviewer at uh, the Panda's interview, Skeeter, the bartender, the beautiful woman at the bar, (laughs) Willie, the don't stare directly into the sun worm, Oinky, the run with scissors pig, um, the magnet falcon, as we already mentioned, and I I missed the name on the badger. Did you get the name on the badger? I think I got this one all the way. Hoppy, the don't do stuff that might irritate your inner ear badger. Yes. Was there anybody I missed on that? I I did not have as extensive of a list as you. I okay. don't think you missed anyone. I I totally didn't get the um that the judge was a, a spoof of uh Judge Judy because she didn't play it up the same way Judge Judy did. Yeah. Does like she, Judge Judy yells at people and is mean and ridiculous, but this if judge is pretty straight. If I hadn't noticed the nameplate that said Judge Julie, I never would have thought about it. Yeah, yeah. And right. even in some of the articles I read, they said, oh, that's like a, you know, play on Judge Judy. And I was like, oh, is it? Or is that just a name they gave him? But I'm, it probably was. But If you look at the way they set up the courtroom, too, it looked just like the courtroom from a show like that, the way they set it up. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. can see where there was a little, a little spin that way. Yeah, yeah. One other mascot that didn't have a speaking part was in the background while they were talking to Sexual Harassment Panda. And it was a whale that was wearing a t-shirt that said use lambskin condoms (laughs) Uh, yes yeah um self-explanatory right yeah yeah i was laughing way too hard at that but uh yeah and he had to be pretty quick to to read the shirt because he just kind of goes by in the background yes yeah he's like playing badminton with an octopus or something i think so yeah yeah very odd um lot of high quality secondary characters in this. I mean, Gerald's a big part of the episode. Um, Garrison's involved. Uh, Clyde's brief encounter. Uh, sexual harassment panda, obviously. All the mascots just made me laugh. It was ridiculous. Mascots were great. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go ahead and... and crack on this but the bit that i i had a very strong memory of and i can't get enough of was the the we don't take kindly to your folk or your type around here with skeeter at the bar yeah because it, it happens so many times like to the point where they're like well we don't take kindly to people that don't take kindly and it <laughs> The, the part where there's the, the woman sitting at the bar, and they're like, hey, look at that beautiful woman. And you're thinking, <laughs> oh, this is going to be something related to sexual harassment. And they're like, hey, beautiful right. woman. Nope. We don't take kindly to beautiful woman around here. And it just, <laughs> I was in tears. I was laughing so hard because that bit, like I remember a friend of mine that just hooked onto that in probably junior high. And 
yeah, heard that a lot, and to realize this was the episode that came from, I I laughed a lot. It's your it's uh it, it hits on that South Park absurdity funny yes, bone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I unapologetically came in with a full 10 for secondary Oh, characters. my gosh. Come on. <laughs> what a hack. Jeez. My podcast, I do what I want. That's right. <laughs> Man, I, I, I want to make mine lower just for that, but I'm You're not right. going to. Yeah, Wes I'm has not gone from to. a 2.9 to a <laughs> 1.9. So I gave it a 5.7. <laughs> so I, wow. I, did, I did like the panda. He didn't crack me up, but I like the panda. He's a pretty legendary character. Yeah. Garrison didn't have a ton of his outlandish stuff. True. Principal Principal Victoria uh, was on the stand and kind of like confessed to being a murderer, apparently. Which was really odd. I, I will use this phrase a lot. It landed flat with me. I was like, oh, haha, okay, you know. <laughs> Right. Um, and she usually doesn't make me laugh that much. But this particular time, I was just like, oh, OK. Yeah, it felt like it didn't belong. Definitely. The the judge was a straight judge, like no, no bits, um, bits there. Um, the school board, they didn't really do anything funny. They just like, oh, we got to make a bunch of cuts. Oh, well, this one That's guy. a standard school board, though. They don't do anything. <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> True, true. I've, I've known some school boards in my day. Yes, yes. Um, that's that's true. Yeah, the mis misfit mascots were, I would say, almost for sure the best part. Yeah, um, but they were just in there for that short, probably two minutes. Um, they they had amazing names and all that. Chef, I mean, Chef was in it. He comes in. A boring scene with Chef. I mean, yeah. I was. I, yeah. I'm glad you kind of explained it to me like, oh, this is the scene where it kind of turns where even Cartman is like, OK, enough of the suing business. And that right. was important for the plot. And I did kind of gloss over that. But Chef didn't have any real funny lines other than like, oh, no. well, you got to have lumpy potatoes. That's not that. If I was uh, Isaac Hayes, I'd have been like, you want me to come in just for that? Seriously? <laughs> Talk about lumpy potatoes. Sing him a song or something. Come on. I did think Chef was probably the worst of the secondary characters he had such a just a it was a cameo that's really all it was he didn't do a whole lot and usually he helps them fix their problems too like he sets them on course like hey you should talk to so-and-so or something well that's kind of what he did they yeah did he he sent him towards sexual harassment panda oh okay yeah yeah so I just was a little disappointed with Chef. I was a lot disappointed with Chef because I usually really like Chef, especially in these early, um, earlier seasons. I, yeah. I guess before he... I was going to say, we're not too far away from the point he goes crazy, though. So Are, are we that close to it? I, don't, I want to say I don't it's remember. season four that that happens, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Now yeah. you're making me feel like my 10 might have been a little high, but I would go no lower than a nine. <laughs> hey whatever whatever you put in a spreadsheet that's that's official. that's what counts uh, there, there was something else i was going to say let me let me check my other notes about sure. about just kind of it like i said it, it, it all kind of just fell for, oh this is kind of where i i believe that the um the the, the writers were coming off of um off of oh, the movie yeah. And, and I, I actually found the same stuff because I, I looked up the Wikipedia page and everything, sure. and it talked about um, uh, 
Parker and Stone were exhausted and and from from making the film, and they they have no memory of making this episode, <laughs> and I I believe it it, it feel, felt a little phoned in. Um, there was no I have no other I'm just gonna mention it here. There was kind of no B plot. A lot of times there's an A plot and a B plot. There yeah. kind of wasn't. I mean, unless you want to say like the panda going to the island was and, the b-plot but it really all tied together perfectly sure. it, it, it wasn't yeah and that was kind of what i thought too the b-plot was the panda trying to find his meaning you know and yeah. take that you know as far as you want and and even some of the jokes like i say fell flat with me the uh, principal victoria going crazy on the stand i was like eh, didn't do it for me the um pulling out 50% of Stan's toys and he does the reverse psychology thing. I was like, Oh, that's kind of like a lame device. Uh, you know, everybody that does that. Um, so I felt like, uh, they phoned it in, you know, Trey and, and Matt phoned it in. Interesting. To a, and, and when I, afterwards, when I read that they were, you know, just super tired from after doing the film, I was like, I believe it because uh, yeah. I think it shows it to me. Um, but at the same time, hey, these guys are great. They made Sexual Harassment Panda, who is a legendary character throughout <laughs> you know, the history of the show. And yeah. like I said, Sad Panda is something kids, kids today probably say it and have no clue why they're from. saying it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I would say it's a fairly universal thing. I still don't know. I and this is where my my history of the series comes a little short. Is I don't know if they were already on that one week to air. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. If they were on that same timeline at this point, and so if the movie coming out really messed with them, or if they would have done this like long before, or maybe they were finishing up the movie. Like, there's a lot of ways it could go where I could see it would affect it. Um, I do like your point about there not really being a B plot. But at the same time, I don't feel like there necessarily needed to be one. Sure. Because they took on a huge social issue, actually a couple huge social issues, and built a whole episode around it. And I think the way they attacked that, I don't think they really needed anything more. And I'm, I'm glad you pointed out, I think I was telling my wife about this when we were watching it, um, that they had... Did you make her watch used, it with you? Uh, if she's around, she'll... she'll sit in on it and I, okay. I think i watched i watched this one basically two and a half times like two full times and then one kind of doing the fast forward to the parts yep. i wanted to see um but she was in there for at least part of them and uh <laughs> talking about i don't know the exact schedule but they would sometimes have ridiculously fast turnaround times which you know with their animation it's like cardboard cutouts or whatever so they could do it in very very fast time but I kind of was like, oh, man, they definitely just kind of phoned this in. And I understand sometimes you <laughs> you have maybe two days or something to get the actual plot written and put out there and all that. So they're not all going to be winners. Sometimes you just got to right. get it out there. And they, right. they address the issue or issues kind of head on. A lot of times they circle around them in much more creative ways. And this one was more or less direct, I guess. Yeah. Instead of doing that kind of funky South Park thing where they they kind of turn it on its head or sometimes even turn it on its head a couple different ways. Um, yeah. This one, they're just kind of like, oh, you know, frivolous lawsuits and sexual harassment was big in the news in the 90s. So let's let that kind of 
transitions into relevance. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, I think that transitions well at this point. So let's go ahead and get into that. And that's my first question for you with this is, from your memory, how relevant was all this in that time, that point in time, you know, where obviously sexual harassment was becoming a bigger thing. And if I remember the late 90s well enough, there were a lot of lawsuits going around. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's changed, but what, what do you remember about that from that time frame? Right. So my memory is kind of spotty. And so just kind of reading up on this episode in the history, they kind of talked about in the, I think they said in kind of the earlier 90s was kind of the big flux of suing schools like for sexual harassment, but then kind of a resurgence in the later Bill Clinton years of sexual harassment in general. Um, I did not remember the school's sexual harassment stuff per se. Um, I was pretty young in the early 90s. That's not something that was high on my list of things. I wasn't watching the nightly news or anything. Um, But I do remember like sexual harassment was in the news at that time with the um, Clarence Thomas uh, Supreme Court hearings. He had a uh, Anita Hill was accusing him of sexual harassment and that was I remember that sexual harassment. That was probably the first time I'd heard that phrase, sexual harassment, was during those hearings for Clarence Thomas, who is still okay. on our uh, Supreme Court. That could be yeah. a that could be a discussion I would love to have with you for an hour <laughs> or two. Um, but you know, I'm sure we've had many sexual assaulters on our Supreme Court in the history of our country, including <laughs> currently. So. There we are. But um, yes. So I remember sexual harassment being a thing in the early 90s and the late 90s. But I don't remember that school portion necessarily. But apparently it was. Um, Schools were getting sued and um, losing lots of money on it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's that's just out of my range for things I would remember. Um, Definitely as a seventh grader, not something I was paying a lot of attention to. Obviously, there's relevance within sexual harassment and lawsuits um and, and frivolous like I, lawsuits frivolous lawsuits absolutely it wasn't relevant at the time but it's become relevant now just the um the sad panda meme the saying i'm a sad panda we're just going sad panda i've done it <laughs> i know a lot of people who've done it i know people who weren't even alive when this came out who um you know say that like you said it is a it's becoming a part of our culture and this is this is all where it started. And to me, that is just absolutely mind-blowing. So to me, all of those things are relevant um, to the time and to our culture. And I'm going to disappoint you again, and I'm going to go with the full five, which I think you, I already said. So Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, you convinced me by having me weigh the phrase sad panda heavier. Um, I can't <laughs> go with the full five, but... Um, I, I bumped it from a 4.2 to a 4.8. You're over of... four? <laughs> Holy yeah, rele- hell, relevance, I'll take it. This really is um, one of the ones where the relevance really did hit home for me. I was like, yeah, and, yeah. and frivolous lawsuits and sexual harassment is kind of always a big thing. If you've worked for any organization or company, you probably have to sign off on a sexual oh harassment <laughs> pamphlet or video or ironically we haven't even touched on that yet the whole purpose of the sexual harassment panda is to mock your companies and all the sexual harassment training you have to go through yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong it's very needed it's boring as hell 
And the fact that people don't understand these things to begin with, like you weren't raised or you didn't somehow acquire that knowledge at any point in your life to know, hey, I shouldn't be touching people like this. It makes them uncomfortable. That's mind-blowing to me. That's another story for another time. But there's so much relevance. But, but Drew, you've known enough people to know how stupid they are. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh, I didn't know that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Or the people that think that they can get away with just saying, oh, I didn't know that was, you know. Yeah, um, that's why we understand. have to watch the video or read the pamphlet and sign yes. the thing because of, as always, the stupid people ruin everything. And you know what? Actually, at my job in the next two weeks, I think we have more sexual harassment training coming up. So yeah, yeah. something to look forward to. I'll sing the song and do the dance. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I guess there's some relevance. I don't have young kids, but they probably yeah. did have some of these like, Oh, that, oh my gosh, I took a note on this. This is why I need to bring it up. Ah, okay. thank, oh, thank goodness I didn't forget this part. Did you read that Sexual Harassment Panda is a parody of <laughs> Ike the Coast Guard Panda, a yes. mascot for the United States Coast Guard who encourages I... kids to wear life vests? <laughs> <laughs> and the inclusion of the Sexual Harassment Panda was basically... That how dumb Matt and Trey thought that was. Like, why would you choose a panda to encourage people to put on life vests? It just doesn't make sense. Right, it doesn't. It, but I'm glad they did that. I mean, had you ever heard of the Coast Guard panda thing before? Absolutely not. No, me neither. Um, but I'm glad that it existed because it made this for us to enjoy. A couple things. Well, well now we have Smokey the Bear, right? Now it kind of makes yeah. sense because bears are in the woods. But it's yeah. the same idea, like, oh, we got to have a little mascot yep. to teach the kids, right? I do want to jump in. I have an update. In 2015, the Coast Guard got rid of the panda and replaced <laughs> it, it with Splash, the water safety dog. Splash is the name of the dog. Uh, he's a Chesapeake Bay retriever. It's a little better. Dogs spend time in the water. I get it. Mm -hmm. Dogs are more fun. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> thinking of Skeeter's line in the show about wire pandas like mountain animals but they eat bamboo which grows by the coast or whatever it, but that's a little better um you made me go back to mitch hedberg jokes do you ever remember he hearing him talk about england's representative for forest fire awareness oh i'm drawing a blank smacky the frog i believe it is i haven't heard that in a long time but i remember it or at least that was the bit he did um yeah yeah and that's we don't want to go too far off base here, but it's along those same lines. Just terrible mascots that don't make sense for what what they're doing. I do re I do remember that because I think I think he did that bit when he was on the Doctor Katz animated show. Okay. And uh, they had a little animation of the frog. I think, man, I gotta go watch that episode. That's one yeah. of my favorite episodes. If you of Dr. find Katz. that, share it with me. <laughs> In this episode and within the scoring system, sometimes or fairly often, I guess, relevance and irreverence intersect. You know, they cross over um, because those things were relevant to the time. That's why they're in the show. But at the same time, it's incredibly irreverent because of the way they're treating the topic. You know. Uh, sexual harassment, lawsuits, things like that are serious topics. So we see we see a lot of irreverence within this episode based on those connections and the way the whole episode mocks these things yeah. that should be taken seriously. Yeah. And I mean, along with that too, you know, sexual harassment training, um, the whole thing is just a giant. And I mean, even like we just talked about with the mascot, they're mocking. Yes, it's it's a lot of mocking. The Coast Guard. It, it is. No, no one is pro sexually harassing people 
Right. I don't think. Maybe a couple people. But for the most part, as a society, <laughs> we are against sexual harassment, and they completely are making a joke of it and and all yeah. that. So, yeah, it, it gets some pretty high marks on irreverence. What did you give a score for irreverence? So I gave it a 4.4. Um, I, I could probably be convinced to go higher or lower, but I'm probably just going to stick with a 4.4 so I don't have to do more math. So I, I like that. Um, I, I went with the full five again because mm-hmm. it was it was like we talked about. And like I said here, with the relevance and irreverence, the way they cross over, I don't feel like we necessarily have to spend so much time dissecting mm-hmm. it. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was hot button issue, current issue. Like you said, and you said it very well, they approached it head on. They didn't mm-hmm. dance around it. They went straight at it. So that gets a full five. Now, here's okay. where I think we're finally going to differ a little bit is the yes, last I score. <laughs> I had tears in my eyes watching this, and it wasn't because I was sad. You weren't a <laughs> sad panda. Oh, said it. I couldn't help it. Um, it was such a perfect setup if I could have just done it without laughing. <laughs> the, the Island of Misfit Mascots. I laughed so hard, especially yeah, when I, yeah. I paused it and saw the uh, where lambskin condoms. Well, oh, that guy, yeah. Yeah. The second uh, guy in the in the tail who doesn't get any yes, lines. He's yes. just in the tail. You know that yes. that was was tremendous. I would say most of my laugh score came out of the the two minutes of on the uh, the mascot island with the mascots. Yeah. And see, that's where that's where the bit at. Uh, the bar with Skeeter and not taking kindly to people, that's what really put me up to the top and gave me a five. Mm-hmm. That's what brought mm-hmm. tears to my eyes when <laughs> when the bit just keeps going. And y- you know me, I love I love when a bit hits a point where it shouldn't be funny yeah. anymore and most people yeah. aren't going to think it's funny. Yes. I love taking it-, it that extra yard and just beating the dead horse. <laughs> And that's, and that's what they what did. We with love us. about you, Drew. We love it when <laughs> you know we're at dinner with friends, and everyone's like, "Okay, that joke's been played out," and you you keep driving it on home, baby. I do. And I can't. That's help what it. makes you, Drew. That's that's right. That's right. And I'm glad I, I can be known for that. There's worse things I could be known for. <laughs> yeah, um, like your puns and your dad jokes. <laughs> you know, I've added that to the arsenal too. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it, like I said, I'm unapologetic about my score here. I gave it another full five. A full five? Three yeah. full fives. Five? Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see why this is going to be one of your highest scoring it, episodes. It is. Uh, I gave it a 2.4, so just okay. under half. Because the, the bar scene, for whatever reason, and I don't remember if it's because if I feel like I've seen it before or something, so it wasn't as funny to me, I... I don't know why that fell flat because it is pretty funny, but yeah. it, it didn't hit me, and I'm not sure why. The mascots did, but yeah. most of the other stuff didn't. I enjoyed the panda, but it didn't make me laugh. Like I was like, "Oh, this is this is really different." It's they're 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 mocking. I enjoyed how they mocked it and all that, but he didn't really crack me up too much. So I gave yeah. it a two point four and. Maybe I was in a bad mood. I don't know. I say that every episode, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I'm, uh, never, I'm not in a bad mood hardly ever. So it's, I don't, it's not. I don't it's not a, an official episode with Wes until you say maybe I was in a bad mood. Maybe I was so. in a bad. Wes is in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood maybe once a month. I mean, I really am a pretty even keel person. I don't know if I've ever seen you in a bad mood. Um, no, probably not. No. Maybe. 
So yeah, two point four. I was expecting you after the conversation we had. I was expecting you around that. So I think that's a good spot. I I will admit, as I'm doing these scores, I don't want to be just like absurdly low, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I kind of go through, and then I see what my total is, and I try to be like, okay, can I pad this one or pad that one? I gotta I gotta get over. 25 here <laughs> what's what's going to prevent me from being mocked <laughs> right exactly and getting a piece of merchandise made well yeah where did this episode come in on your personal score i didn't give it a terribly for me a terribly mm -hmm. low personal score i give it a 5.1 out of seven wow. because the panda is is an important character i mean yeah. it really is and this is one i I remember clearly, you know, after yeah. many two decades, two plus decades. So I did give it a five out of seven. That's pretty decent for me. Did you said officially a 5.1? Yes. Did I say 5.7? I meant 5.1. No. Okay. Well, you said you gave it a five and then you kind of trailed. So I just wanted to make sure I had oh, it right. I apologize. 5.1. Got it. There are some parts I liked overall. Didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to, but sure. it was not a complete... And stinker that's, or anything like that that's one of the things we fall into here is we reach a point where mentally we have so much hype for an episode that sometimes it falls short and then we're, we're kind of disappointed by it it seems like for me the relevance not the relevance the um um shoot the uh the r word <laughs> the r word when you when you reminisce um the n word nostalgia Nostalgia, the N-word. <laughs> I knew it was a word you can't, you're not allowed to say. Yes, the, it's something that when you say it like that makes it sound way worse than it actually is. Yeah, well, there, there's the R-word and there's the N-word, and those are words I try not to say. You should never um, say, absolutely. I don't say those, So, but nostalgia. Um, it seems like for me, nostalgia has been working against my scores, when for you, I think it's working for your scores. And I don't know why that is. I love nostalgic things. I love to reminisce about things. That's definitely the case here because, like I said, the, the whole Skeeters bit was totally unexpected within this episode. And it just, it put me over the top. So you didn't remember it was from this episode? No, nope. I, and not oh, until I watched it. Okay. And as soon as I saw it, I just, I they did the first one. I was like, okay, is that just a one-off? Or yeah. is this where it feeds into the rest of the episode? And it was obviously the whole episode. I didn't go for a full seven here, but okay. it was definitely definitely strong, and I gave it a six point three. Okay, that that seems that seems good. Yeah. So, so going back to the bar scene, and mm -hmm. do you know? And I don't know if we're allowed to be spoilers. Do you know if it comes back in any uh, future seasons or episodes? I feel like it does, but I I can't I can't guarantee I can't, that. I can't remember. I can't remember if it does or not. Because yeah. the characters do. We see them, yes. of course. Yep. I don't know if the bit comes back. I think it does. I, I feel like it should, because yeah. I feel like it shouldn't be that memorable to me yeah. that it would be not in more than one episode, but I don't know. Try to, try to if it does come up, try to reference it and be like, hey, this came up in the Panda episode, because that'll be yes. really interesting to see, Yeah, especially if it's like six, uh, six seasons down the road or something like that. Right. right. I'd be really curious to... To see how that plays out. I know he's appeared already, and I feel like it's happened once already within the series, but I can't pinpoint where that is. Yeah, so I might, I might I. do a little digging and see what I can find. Did this episode reach the South Park factor for you? 
It did. Yes. Yeah. It, it didn't make was... me laugh as much, but it definitely reached the South Park factor. I'm going to look at our scores here. <laughs> Wes came in at a 29.7, which is higher than a 29.1. Uh, it's time I, I fess up here. Um, okay. I was at a 29.1, <laughs> but then you talked me up higher on the relevance. I, I wondered if it was close. I'm glad uh, glad I could do that. Uh, honestly, I was under 29.1, and that's when I kind of said, let me go through these again if I can bump these up. And then I said, well, maybe I could bump it up to a 29.1, which I realized throws a hole just like mocks your whole system <laughs> of being too... If- a tenth of a point and i'm just throwing that in your face like oh, it, feeds, who cares? it feeds into the bit <laughs> and at this point we've given up on reliability of the scores because we had a co-host for two for two seasons and then we threw them out yeah um, and so and also i drive around uh you know where i live with a 29.1 bumper sticker if i want to fudge <laughs> my score just a little bit to get a 29.1 i'm gonna do it okay <laughs> that's totally within your rights Many people have asked me what that is, and uh, your your podcast gets a plug every time. They're, what is twenty nine point one? Okay, well, come here. Let's sit down for a minute, and the, I'll explain. The big it. question is: Have I have we pulled any listeners from that sticker? Uh, I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> Judging from the people who asked me about I, it, I mean this in the nicest no. way possible, Wes. You don't seem like you hang out with a lot of South Park watching folks. I'm trying to think like a neighbor or two has asked me, and they definitely do not watch south park um (laughs) south park okay let's let's be honest south park is for white men between the ages of 20 and 50 at this point because they've been around for so long i think that's fair and probably some white women uh but yeah my neighbor not white not a white man he was like (laughs) what is that uh okay well you ever see that show south park yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a start. This podcast, <laughs> and they glaze over as you get into the story. Yes, I try to give them the brief overview and then just get in my car and leave. Yes, know. tuck your tail between your legs and head yeah. out. Love my neighbors, but they're not going to be South Park fans. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Tony. <laughs> Getting the shout out on the show. I like it. Yeah, they'll never hear. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and tabulate our scores. I, I think I said yours was a 29.7. I came Correct. in at a 41.9. Oh, my goodness. Giving, I'm pretty sure that's my second highest episode ever. But I'll Oh, check. my gosh. <laughs> I will um, tabulate this. This gives us a composite of a 35.8. Uh, Wes, you talk about your favorite moment, favorite quote, and your MVP from the episode while I do that. All right. Favorite moment. Um <laughs> So I like to pick really obscure favorite moments. Of course. Um, and I did, I guess I, I, oh shoot, I guess I actually already mentioned this one. I, whoopsie. It happens. It's <laughs> it hard was, to, it's hard to leave yeah. it out. I, I had forgotten I put this as my favorite moment. It is when Cartman's going through Stan's stuff and the bailiff is there and the bailiff kind of in the background is collecting the stuff. And at the <laughs> end, he kind of does the squeezes Stan's asthma inhaler and Cartman says, oh, I'll take that too. It, it's it's the bailiff just kind of like oh squirt squirt the little puff because <laughs> um, I think he does puff it or he does squeeze it and it makes a, a real faint noise. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I I didn't pay a lot of attention to that part, but I I 
think I recall that. Yes. Yeah. So just that, just that tiny little um, puff puff. I, I love to pick out the tiny little, tiny little things to be my favorite moment. Sure. Sure. Am I supposed to do all all the things? Yeah, go ahead and go through all three. That gives me a little sure. more time to work sure. here. Uh, my MVP is, uh, no surprise here, Sexual Harassment Panda. Um, Makes huge, sense. Huge, 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 huge character for this episode, for the the life of the show, the, the titular character. Huh? You like that word? Nice word. Nice yeah, word. Yeah. People are going to have uh, to look it up that are listening to this that's show. Right. But... <laughs> yeah, not a dirty word. Um, right. So... And and then having that the, the 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 phrase "sad panda" named after him for twenty plus years now is is amazing. It's an accomplishment. And and it has a great theme song. That that theme song has been in my head for years too. I don't know most of the words, but I knew the song, and I knew it ends with sexual harassment panda. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah the the I guess the melody of it. I'm not a yeah yeah yeah. I'm not a music guy, but. Um... Yeah, and I don't know if I mentioned this yet or not, but I remember downloading that clip on Napster and listening to it several, <laughs> several times. And uh, that's why I know the song. I And my favorite quote is, <clears throat> the first party of the first panda may sue the second party panda unless that panda was said panda aforementioned panda. I'm so glad you pulled that quote because <laughs> I listened to it I don't know how many times and I laughed every time and I was just like, I... I couldn't even try to write that down. That hurts my head too much. I, I had to I had to do it a few times. Well, the problem is it makes sense at first, but then I'm pretty sure at the end, I mean, I do kind of work with words for a living. I'm pretty sure it stops making sense at the end. Well, that's what I felt like there was an extra thing added in there that didn't need to be. And I they just, just I started like, saying panda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so I'm like, that that doesn't make sense, but that is that is a tremendous line. And it's when he's reading is it when he's reading the from the the booklet, the detailed booklet, Article mm-hmm. Thirty Six, Section Nineteen? Yeah, it's after that when Cartman says he's going to sue, and yeah, the, the the panda affirms that you can. He, in he fact, is allowed sue. to sue. Yes. Yeah. Quality stuff there, and you said your MVP was the Pelican. So my favorite moment um, was I just went with the whole Skeeter not taking kindly bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think the visit to the Island of Mascots probably comes up there as a close. Yeah, um, for them second. to not, they have to be mentioned because for them to miss out for both of us is is almost yeah. a travesty. Yeah, very good stuff. I, I always like when there's a couple moments that I can't decide between and that's kind of where those two were. And I definitely could have gone there. I Like I said, I always try to pick that kind of lesser one just sure. a, because someone else might pick it and I don't want to yep. double. But yeah. It, that's kind of where I've gone. I took the low-hanging fruit though with the quote um, and I just went with, I'm a sad panda. that's an an mvp quote it is yeah yeah it's tremendous because it's an mvp quote my mvp was skeeter (laughs) yeah yeah well hey sad panda okay we've talked how how important this is and how how much it's taken on a life of its own does south park have anything bigger there's respect my authority right i I mean there's there's so much the the uh, Chewbacca defense, yeah, is, oh yeah, is well I mean, that known has within its own Wikipedia page. Yeah, like, and that's yeah. the thing you can go through all this, probably even especially just a lot of the early stuff, and find several um, 
said panda might have the strongest it will give any of the others a run for their money i'm not saying it's number one but it is it is a strong contender for the most you know having the biggest place in society yeah yeah outside of i mean outside of people who have no idea where it came from i think that might be what uh sets it apart from the other stuff and i still couldn't give the show episode a 30. That's uh, it's just what it is to be West. Like we, yeah. we know that by now. So the scores come in. As I said, I was at a forty-one point nine. West was at a twenty-nine point seven. The composite was thirty-five point eight, and that put sexual harassment panda at fourteen overall through our project so far. That is out of thirty-eight episodes, so it's in the top Ooh. half. Yeah, um, yeah, almost in the top third. I think it has uh, some staying power there. It falls just below Rainforest Main Forest, which mm-hmm. was a 36.1, which actually was tied with Chef Aid at a mm-hmm. 36.1 and comes in almost a full point above Death, which was Season 1, Episode 6, which is at a 34.95. It probably is where it needs to be. I think you probably gave it higher than you should have. <laughs> but uh, I probably gave it a little lower than it should have, and that probably puts it right where it, it, where it needs it to be. It evens out. Because that sounds about right when you talk about the ones that it's it's right above. So yeah. I can buy that. At this point, looking at our overall list, I think it should be about four spots higher. I think it should be knocking on the door of the top ten. And I up don't in, think it should be. <laughs> up in the top ten, you've got things like Summer Sucks, which is where the giant snake, um, they light off the giant snake. Gnomes. yeah. yeah. And then Merry yeah. Christmas, Charlie Manson's just underneath it. So I think it should be a little higher, but I don't I don't think we did it a disservice by any means. And what is the currently top ranked of all time? The overall top rank is Chicken Lover. Right. That comes in with a 42.85 composite. So my <laughs> my uh, my high score for this episode didn't even touch the composite for that one. I still don't know if anything's <laughs> going to take that off, but I'm not sure anything should. <laughs> uh your conjoined fetus lady lady episode is still number 3 overall. Wow, okay. Okay. Um on my personal score this comes up to a number 2 overall. Wow. It is below Chicken Lover and just above Ike's Wee Wee, Conjoined Fetus Lady and Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh, which all had a 41 even. I don't know how I did that. And on the guest co-host list, this comes in at number 29, just below City on the Edge of Forever and Succubus, which I'm sure you probably think that Succubus should be way lower. I remember hating Succubus. (laughs) I am really, so I have not watched that in ages. I should probably go watch it and see if I really like it. I would be I I honestly think you might. If you do that, let me know. That could be an interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say I, I like to know what is number one and it's good to it's good to toss that in there every couple episodes, say, Hey, yes. th- you know, this is still our number one. This is what everyone's gonna be shooting for. Yeah. That's a, that's a good idea because I don't think we've updated anybody on that in quite a while, especially the overall from the first three seasons. So mm-hmm. overall for season three we have Seven episodes in the book. This one comes in at number three overall. 
and I'm not going to say where any of the others rank yet because I don't know what order I'm releasing all these in. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that covers up all the nerdy numbers. Wes, is there anything else you would like to say about this episode before we head out? Uh, just one tiny little note because you are covering all the episodes. Yes. Uh, it appears that Principal Victoria... Um, murdered someone uh try to keep track if we find more evidence of her being a uh killer as if this is an ongoing thing yeah okay just just keep an eye on that i have no idea i don't either but it was, it was such a minor thing i think it was just for a, a cheap laugh but uh yeah. maybe maybe there's something to it they do like to do callbacks so yeah yeah that's it, but that is the only only tidbit I have, have. Listeners, keep your ears open for that as well. Let me know if you come across anything. So as always, I would like to thank everyone for listening, those of you that keep coming back, those of you that just discovered us and have binged us in the last two weeks. Thank you for doing that. Um, more stuff's on the way eventually. If you would like more of the podcast, you can follow along at our blog that I rarely update, www.thespiritofsouthpark.com. I will be updating it, though. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We tweet every now and then. It's a good way to get a hold of me and uh, see what's going on. I put out updates with the show. And we are active in the Discord channel. If you would like to join our Discord, you can go to our Twitter page, click the link there, and join and enjoy the discussion. And finally, I would like to thank Alexander Nakarada for the theme song you heard today. Wes, thank you for coming in again. I look forward to... Uh, another episode with you at some point down the line it's always a good time and i thank you for your time anytime great to be on all right so as always stay safe stay healthy and be a good person it's definitely not the best episode